This is Big Mo on the line, and I think I have Action Jackson with me. Action, you there? I'm, I'm here, bud. All right, we got some uh, some pleasant news to talk about on the Razorback football front today. Um, we uh, we got well, I mean, I can't say we got a complete game this week, but we got one heck of a first half. Uh, I, I think it was a long time coming. I mean, I, I think we've been waiting all season for that that half of football. Yeah, I, I agree with that. At least I have. I've been seems like I've been waiting a long time for it. But uh, I mean, it was it was wonderful. I, w- I would have liked if they would have you know finished finished it off a little stronger. You know, we let them score twenty one unanswered to finish the game, which uh, makes me very glad that we had the lead that we did. Because uh, if that if they would have played probably another quarter, it might have not at least might not been safe. But, um, yep. but we might have even in fact got beat. I mean, it was uh, I, I don't think you can have a. I mean, we we really dominated the game, and you yeah. still gave up seven hundred yards. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it was just it, it was just a wild game, and uh, I'm glad glad we got glad we got a win. Glad we're going bowling. Uh, and uh, it's really hard to give a defensive player of the game this week. Uh, but I got to go with Old Faithful, Big Mo. I got to go with Drew Sanders. Uh, four solo tackles, uh, recover a fumble, and had an interception. So I, I got to give. I Can't go give wrong with that. Game ball. I got to give my defensive game ball to Drew Sanders. Well, well, speaking of Sanders, I, I'm going to have to. It's not even a question who the offensive player of the game was. I gotta give it to the other Sanders boy. His, uh, his, if not his, if not his biological brother, definitely his his teammate brother, Rocket Sanders. Two hundred and thirty-two yards rushing. Wow. And then wow. tacked on five receptions for another twenty-nine yards, three touchdowns. He led the team in both rushing yards and receptions. Just a one-man right. offensive wrecking crew. And uh, basically, to, to me, that was uh, – th- this game, to me, showed me what – we would have destroyed LSU if KJ would have played. Oh, absolutely. Who would have destroyed I, I, 110% agree with you. <laughs> uh, I mean, and this it confirms it. makes that much of a difference. It makes that much of a difference. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, with, with KJ back in action – Ole Miss had to respect the pass that opened up the running game for us, and on top of it, they didn't have a um, a uh, Harold Perkins on their team who could basically yeah. run down anything and everything that tried to scramble. That's right. That's and right. and we were able to we were able to move the ball on the ground. That that's that's the huge difference. That's the uh, element that KJ would have brought to the game is LSU would have had to respect the pass, you know. And if they weren't dropping Perkins in the coverage, we were just going to hit them with slant passes and stuff over the middle until they started respecting it. But we couldn't. We couldn't do that with with the backup. And um, yeah, it, it was it was LSU got away with one this year. They really did. But hey, but at least Ole Miss did, right? Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, 
really think that, you know, especially after the way last year's uh, game ended, which I think we talked about last week, Ole Miss had that coming. And if they didn't know they had that coming, by halftime, the lane train knew that, uh, you know, maybe we should have, you know, stayed at the station and uh, and not come out and buried this cold and, you know, just not come and pick on these Razorbacks because, I mean, we've we seen Saturday night what that offense is capable of when when KJ's there. And, I, I mean, I, I want to say we can do the same to Missouri, uh, my friend, but, it, you know, not to jump too far ahead of us, but it's a place we've never won. We have never went to Columbia, Missouri and won a football game in the history of the series. And so I heard that. I was talking about that. that. I think we can do it. I mean, I, I think that if that offense is clicking and, you know, they're, they're heralding Missouri's defense, like they basically shut everybody down. I just I have a hard time right now seeing us get shut down on, on Friday afternoon. So, well, we, we've uh, we've had a hard time seeing that for the better part of the past decade, and uh, it, it's happened year after year after year. And, and we we have to treat this game just like the LSU game or the Ole Miss game. We have to. That's that's right. been the Missouri. You know, um, the problem we've had with Missouri is that it's just a lack of desire to win that game it's it's just you know we, we expect to win it and we don't really feel like there's anything to gain from winning it and that's why we lose you know, you know i heard a uh, you know a, a, a radio show earlier today uh, uh, somebody asked the question does it ever get warm in columbia missouri because it seems like every time we play there it's cold it's nasty it's it's muggy it's overcast and it got compared to a black hole that when you go there, it just sucks the life out of you. And we just got to hope it doesn't happen Friday because this is a game that Arkansas should win. And it's a game that I think we need to win, uh, you know, improve our bowl status. Uh, wow. You know, and I mean, you're, right now you're talking about the difference between playing in Memphis and, and possibly going to Vegas. So which <laughs> one do you want to do? Do you want to go to Vegas or do you want to go to Memphis? Oh, uh, action, I mean, action, action. Don't be my pitch for Sam Pittman. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, we, we know we want to beat Missouri, but let's go to Vegas, baby. And uh, so, you know, we, but we don't know. You don't ever know what those bowl guys are going to do. We could end up on the East Coast somewhere playing in some, uh, you know, mandates bowl or something. Who, who knows what we're going to do. But uh, just, just, just glad to get that win over Ole Miss and, uh, you know, Silence some of the haters because man, it was bad last week. Man, get Sam Pittman out of there, get Bryles out of there, send Odom back, and all this, all this mess. And this week's a different story. Now yes, Sam it Pittman's is. the hero again. Now let's go beat Missouri. Let's go do it for Barry. Whatever, whatever it boils down to, Big Mo, this week, I don't care if we win by one point. You said it several weeks ago. We need to beat these guys. Yes. We do, and and it's, it's just like you said. I think this this win over Ole Miss that was some some strongly stirred shut up sauce for anybody who had uh, who had called for Sam Pittman's job before the game because uh, it goes to show that 
He does have a good football team. They've had some injuries. He's assembled a good unit, and they're capable of not just competing with good teams. We we had the num- a number 14 team in the country down 42 to 6 in the in the third quarter of that game. So not not we're not just competing with these these strong teams. We're blowing them out of the house on 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 occasion. And for as an Arkansas fan, I'm more than happy to see that. Obviously, I would love to get the LSU win, but this to me confirms that in my mind, I'm almost giving Sam credit for uh, Sam Pittman credit for beating LSU this year because there's no doubt in my mind now that if KJ's on that field, we beat him. And oh, Sam basically got robbed of one right there. That's the way I feel. Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay. Um, on the bowl question, I, I have to take a completely different <laughs> different view. Well, I, to me, we, we need to beat Missouri for the sake of beating Missouri. The, there is no difference to me about uh, five and six and six as far as which bowl we go to. I will say that my preference is that we go to the Independence Bowl. And I'm hoping seven and five is what gets that done. Um, you know, do I, it, hear, do I hear a traveling tune in your voice, Big Mo? Oh, like certainly. I, I, I'm, I'm saying I'll say it right now on the podcast right now that again, and and I'm, I'm I don't know exactly what day that is. As long as it's not Christmas Day, it's usually not. But um, if if we go to the Independence Bowl, I'm going. I mean, I, I'm I'm absolutely going to Shreveport, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, and and that's where I want to go. Arkansas has not been to the Independence Bowl since I believe since Matt Jones was the quarterback. It's been a long. It's been a long time. It's been a long. It's been a long time since we made that trip down to Shreveport. It's like a home away from home for us. You know? Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's one of the best. Well, the reason they don't push there is because they really don't have the facilities to really uh, uh, have. Uh, okay, it's, it's December 23rd is when the game is at 2 p.m. But the beautiful thing about that game for all you Arkansas fans listening, I know there's many of you out there, um, is it's a 2 p.m. game on the Friday before Christmas. Christmas is on Sunday this year. This is on the Friday. So you're off work, right? This this isn't Christmas Eve yet. You're off work on that Friday, as virtually everyone is. If if your boss is not letting you off on the Friday before Christmas, you either work for UPS or you need to give me a call. Okay, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bat for you and say you need to be off work. But it's a two PM game, so no matter where you live in Arkansas, it's within it's within a four hour drive. And so you start driving by, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, easily get there in time for the game, watch the game. Game's going to be over right about the time the sun sets at 5.30. Get you a good batch of crawfish after that Razorback win, and then you just tail on to the house. You'll be back by 9 o'clock and, and back in your warm, cozy bed. Don't even need a hotel room. It's the, it's the best. It, it, it's almost as – for many people in South Arkansas, it's probably closer – and it's going to be more enjoyable, especially after, you know, right. the, they were charging 200 plus a ticket for the LSU game. It'll yep. be more affordable, closer, and more enjoyable than going to a home game. Yep. Independence Hall. Yeah, I mean, I'm calling it right now. Hey, and, and, you, and to me, 
I mean, you, you sound like a travel Oski salesman. I mean, listen, let's book you. <laughs> I let's should be. I, hey, I, I, I need to get sponsored. This this podcast, our first sponsor needs to be the Independence Bowl. Because I, I will go to bat for that bowl. I will say now, now the Hogs haven't been to the Independence Bowl recently, but I have. I went there in December of 2016 when NC State played Vanderbilt, and that was a wonderful bowl. Very affordable tickets. You know, wasn't, of course, it was NC State and Vanderbilt, so not nearly the fans that you'll have uh, in in an Arkansas game. But um, NC State beat them 41 to 17. It was a wonderful time. I would love to do it again. So, so since you're, you know, you're throwing out a bowl bid, do you, do you, do you have an opponent you want on the other side, Big Mo? I know. We're going to have to, I have to, I, I think, like you said, that will change. That will really change uh, based on who wins and who loses some games. There's probably a lot of teams that if they get a win, they'll they'll be a bowl above. But Arkansas, I feel like Arkansas is one of those teams where even if we were to lose six and six, I think we're still in the Independence Bowl range. And if we win seven and five, I think to me it's a no-brainer. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you, I love you, the you know how? Well, go ahead. I love the logic. I, no, I, I was just saying I love I love your logic on that. I mean, uh, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, if nothing else, you know the fans are going to travel. Yeah. It, you know, it's all about selling tickets and putting butts in the seats and everything, and, and Arkansas <laughs> is going to show up in Shreveport. Uh, you're not going to have a lot of fans that are going to go to Vegas. Uh, you know, I think we'd have a pretty good showing at the Texas Bowl and, mm-hmm. and, and other close bowls, you know, within our vicinity, you know, within our uh, footprint. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all for going to Shreveport. Now, is that a big mode? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a ACC-SEC tie-in? It, it generally is. It's it generally uh, SEC, ACC, which is um, a little bit unusual because it's not anywhere near the Atlantic coast. You, you would think it would be like a Big 12 SEC type uh, venue, but uh, but uh, yeah, I believe it's still ACC. And one of the issues I, I think with the with the bowl system, or, or at least the Independence Bowl, is they bid on these teams in order. You know, basically every bowl has its its order where it gets to choose, you know, which team it wants. And um, the Independence Bowl apparently does not have a very high slot because I, 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 I highly suspect, I would highly suspect that if we win this game against Missouri, which I hope we do, and we get to 7-5, and five, I would highly suspect that we're going to go to a, a different bowl than the Independence Bowl, just because it's going to allow one of those other bowls to justify it. Oh, Arkansas seven and five. They beat Ole Miss. They beat uh, Cincinnati. You know, they uh, they beat Auburn. Beat, beat hey, they, we beat South Carolina, mm-hmm. which is now saying something. <laughs> I'm glad we play. That's, and again, that's one of the things that I'm glad we played. A lot of these teams get better as the season goes on. No, that South Carolina team, we now know the answer to your, the correct answer to that upset special we were talking about last week. And the answer was the South Carolina Gamecocks. Wow. That was, that was the correct answer. And believe it or not, I was shocked at how many – Ranked teams played 
uh, unranked or lower-ranked opponents, and they just destroyed them. There were hardly no upsets. Last week I was on here telling you there was going to be upset, upset, upset. It was all chalk except for basically two games. Uh-huh. One of them probably no one even pay attention to. Uh, that was the um, – who was that? Oh, oh, okay. Well, there's, there's two, yeah, two games. The other one, the other one, I, I definitely pay attention to. I, I was thinking of one more on here. No, I mean, one of them. Uh, Navy beat, Navy beat Central Florida. Okay, they, Central Florida was twentieth. They got beat by Navy. Nobody paid attention to that. There were basically two upsets other than that in the whole whole league. And uh, the biggest one was South Carolina going off on on Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely a eye opening, and and the other one uh, I, I called on the podcast, I, I called it. That you're right. You did call it. You you it called it. Lost. You ca- you called it, and I even tried to take you off of it, and and but no, you stuck with it. Uh, the Georgia Tech went into North Carolina. North Carolina was ranked number thirteen in the country, and they were down seventeen to nothing. They were down 17 to nothing uh, late in the first half. Scored a touchdown before halftime. Went to the locker room 17 to 7. And Georgia Tech didn't allow them to score a point after that. They scored two unanswered touchdowns and walked away with a 21 17 win out of Chapel Hill. Oh, man. I loved it. When I seen the score, I was like, man, I cannot wait our podcast because I've I called that one and uh, you know and, and to give credit to you though I know I know all of your reasonings my friend you wanted NC State to play spoiler and to run everything North Carolina had going on but there's just something in me that said Georgia Tech is the kind of team to do this and yeah. oh and behold they did it but I would have never seen South Carolina beat Tennessee especially not the way they did it and uh, I mean, Spencer Rattler, he, he showed why, you know, why he was at one time up for the Heisman Trophy uh, in this past. Uh, six touchdowns, over 400 yards passing. That's, I mean, just amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, just goes to show how tough the SEC is on a weekly basis. They, uh, one of the commentators online was talking about how uh, South Carolina was uh, the site of um, some of the training exercises for bombers uh, during World War II. After we got attacked by Pearl Harbor, they started practicing their bombing expeditions in, in South Carolina, uh, not too far from, from Paris Island. And they said wow. that... Uh, they heard the ghost of some of those guys on uh, Saturday night saying, man, South Carolina, you know, that's enough. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> they, they, they just kept pouring it on 63 points, you know? I like, I like the picture you painted there because it, I mean, it was really, it was really like a, a you know, like a barrage that you would yeah. expect from some bombers, you know, like, okay, there's nothing left to blow up and here comes another one. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I mean, I think that's how the, the first half had to feel for Ole Miss. I mean, there's another Arkansas touchdown. There's another Arkansas touchdown. What, what, yep. what are we doing? Oh, there's another one. 
just it, it got out of hand way too quick and I'm glad we had that lead like you said because you know and, and not you know not to jump too far ahead I, I wanted to throw this at you to see what your thoughts were it was said by a former uh, Razorback great uh, Southwest Conference uh, All-American I mean uh, Southwest Conference uh, like yeah Southwest Conference uh, you know type player you know the great the Arkansas great Quinn Grovey to quote him he said that if K.J. Jefferson was to return to Arkansas next year, there are many Arkansas quarterback records that he would absolutely shatter. And he would go up there on the Mount Rushmore of Arkansas quarterbacks. This came from Quinn. And, you know, a, a Razorback great, a, a guy that I've got a lot of respect for, even though I've only seen tapes. But, uh, you know, not to look too far ahead, but once again, as Razorback fans, Big Mo, we got to put the brakes on, but Having Rocket in that backfield and possibly having KJ back, wouldn't you think that the, the future is very bright for Coach Pittman? Well, we'll we'll see how the season plays out. We we get, need a lot more talent on both sides of the ball, particularly the offensive line, before we're really going to take that big step forward. Um, okay. And and I I think that's a, that's more of a conversation for the offseason. I will say this: we're definitely good enough to beat. Missouri, and definitely good enough to beat any team that they match us up with, with our six and six or seven and five record in the bowl game. Totally agree. So I'm, I'm expecting two wins on the way out, and uh, after that, you know, I'm 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 going to be looking to see some fresh blood step up next year. You know, right? I um, let's, let's... Uh, agree. Uh, you know, and and not. Not to not to talk about you know next year's uh, schedule or roster too much, but uh, I do want to point out that the uh, the transfer portal officially opens on December fifth, and that there's already rumors flying that there is a transfer linebacker from Alabama that's on Arkansas. So I just want to keep that keep that in your mind that I guess he's trying to follow in Drew Sanders' footsteps. Okay. okay. Well, that's, well that's, that's definitely that's good, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> definitely good to know. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, switching, switching gears, gears over to, uh, to uh, elsewhere in college football here. As I mentioned to you last time, action, this is my favorite week in college football, rivalry week. And I hate to say it, it used to be better. It used to be better back in the old days. You'd have the real rivalries. You'd have, you know, your Texas Texas A&M, you'd have your Arkansas, LSU. Uh, you still have some good ones. There's, you know, there's most of them are still around, but it's not as many as there used to be. Uh, this week, we've, uh, we've already talked about Ar- the Arkansas-Missouri matchup. Um, you got what should be the best installment in modern, I think we have to start with this one, the best installment maybe in our lifetime of Michigan against Ohio State. And we've had them highly ranked before. We got Michigan, of course, is number three. Ohio State's number two. We've had them probably both top three before, but I don't think we've ever had them where they're this quality of team. Both of them. You know, uh, they're both 11-0, and and these are two, from what we've seen this year, these teams are legit. Who you got in this matchup, Jackson? They're giving this is in Ohio State, 
and um, in the horseshoe, and they're giving Ohio State seven and a half points. You know, in these, in these I mean, this is a big time matchup. I, I don't want to uh, underplay it at all. This is, I mean, like you said, maybe, maybe the could be one of the best football games of the last twenty years plus. Uh, I, I think you got to give the nod to the home team. In, in, in this matchup, but really, the reality is you can flip a coin. You know, heads is heads is Michigan, tails Ohio State, and call it, and be fine with your pick either way because I think either team is ready to, you know, ready ready to win the game. And you know, there's a lot on the line. Uh, they're not playing for a bowl game. They're not playing for you know just a just a trophy or bragging rights. Uh, the winner of this game is, is going to play in the college football playoff. Uh, and they're going to have a chance to compete for a national championship. But on the flip side, depending on what happens underneath them, the loser could still play for it. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Uh, and, and I, I, I don't like Ohio state. And I'm not really a big fan of Michigan either. Uh, if I, if I'm picking, I, I would, I would have to, I'd have to pick the fuck up at home. I would point out that the last time Michigan won in Ohio State was 2000, year wow. 2000. So they have lost nine consecutive times in Ohio State. And I have to think that gives them strong motivation to, uh, to go in there. Of course, Michigan won uh, last year for the first time in uh, – in eight years, they, well, they had lost eight consecutive, and they had lost 14 of the last 15. I'm sorry, 15 of the last 16 before that. They had only won one time between 2004 and 2019. 2011 was the only time Michigan won. And then they got a 42-27 to 27 win in Ann Arbor last year. After uh, the game was canceled, of course, in, in 2000, in 2020. Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be a heck of a game. I, I feel like Michigan is more for real this year than they've been in a long time. And uh, I'm, I'm excited but to see how that one Michigan, breaks down. You can't go wrong. I mean, yeah. either team is, is very capable of beating the other one. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it could come down to a, a costly turnover or, or or literally who has the ball last. Uh, yeah. You know, because I don't see it just being a 10-3 to 3, uh, type of game. I mean, I, I see it possibly climbing up into the climbing up into the high 20s, the low 30s, you know, maybe a 37, 31, 34, 31, and, like I said, I, I, I'll have to give the, I have to give the nod to Ohio State. All right, the game starts at Saturday at 11 o'clock Central. Uh, we also have a game in Kentucky. We've got the 6-5 and five Kentucky Wildcats taking on the 25th ranked Louisville, who are seven, Louisville Cardinal, who are 7-4. and four. Louisville is coming off of a win against my NC State Wolfpack last week. And they have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, pushed their way into the rankings. Um, 
who, who do you like in, in this matchup? Uh, Kentucky's not ranked, but uh, they are playing at home. This is in, in I think, Lexington. I think, Mark, I think, I think Coach Stoops uh, tells his players, look, guys, we're not playing Georgia uh, today. Uh, let's go out there. Let's use our home field. And let's, let's go out there and get a win over a top 25 team. Uh, I think that SEC pride shows up, shows up a little bit in this this uh, Kentucky Louisville rivalry game. Uh, I, I like the Wildcats. All right. Uh, another um, big matchup here. That uh, I, I mean, I guess just get straight to it. Uh, we got NC State going to Chapel Hill. And uh, I've looked at the standings, and I'm, I'm sad to say that no matter who wins this game, North Carolina will be going to the ACC championship to play Clemson. So that's already said. Uh, I think that might actually be the NC State's benefit because that gives UNC a little bit – I mean, uh, e- – <laughs> There's no such thing as less to play for in this rivalry because, you know, these, these these teams want to win this game probably as much as they would want to win an ACC championship. But uh, at, at least there might be a little less desperation, maybe a little bit looking ahead to the next matchup for North Carolina. Obviously, they had a big letdown last week and uh, at home, and I'm hoping that carries over. But uh, NC State, you know, we've we've obviously had our quarterback go down. But if there's one game that we're gonna we're gonna play for, it's it's this one. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I can't I can't go against the Wolfpack uh, in in this in this matchup. Uh, North Carolina's looking at the Clemson for one thing, and uh, and I just you know I, I I think that your North Carolina State team pulls that up. I mean, it's it's like Christmas time in football. It's just like every matchup is juicy. Let's move on to Mississippi State, seven and four Mississippi State at eight and three Ole Miss. Uh, they've got Ole Miss favored by two points at home. Uh, that's going to actually be played tomorrow. Egg Bowl, six o'clock Central Time. Who you like in Jackson? I like I like the Bulldogs. I, I like I like the Bulldogs to uh, to take care of business. Uh, I I mean I, I haven't really been impressed with Ole Miss all year, and you know they were even less impressive uh, this last Saturday in Fayetteville when they you know just really got shellacked. I mean we we played a shell defense in the second half, and they racked up a whole bunch of yards, and uh, I. I think I think Mississippi State's just got a lot of pride in, in this rivalry. I, I think they take the egg bowl. All right. Uh, I have to agree with you there. I, I think Mississippi State, based on how, I mean, as an Arkansas fan's experience, I, I know which of those two teams I'd rather play. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do think Mississippi State goes into Ole Miss and, and, and serves them. Uh you know, of course, it's hard to root for either one of those teams. Uh, also, uh, in the SEC, or, or stepping out of the SEC a little bit, we got Florida at Florida State. Uh, 
they have Florida State. And I, I would not have seen this coming if you asked me the second or third week of the season. But they have Florida State ranked, uh, favored by 10.5. Also, I want to mention the times of these games for any listeners out there. NC State and UNC is actually being played at the same time as Arkansas-Missouri, 2.30 Central Time on Friday, which is going to mean that I'm going to have to have my thumb ready to be switching back and forth between those two games. <laughs> Definitely so. Definitely. And uh, the Florida-Florida State, that's going to be 6.30 on Friday on ABC. So uh, you think that 10.5-point lead here that 10 and a half point advantage is going to hold up against the Gators I, I, I don't think the points are going to hold up but I, I do like uh, Florida State and I normally don't go against the SEC out of conference but uh, for what I've seen of, of, of Florida and, and Florida State I just I think Florida State's going to put a better team on the field and uh, Florida's going through some injuries uh, and I, I just I, I like the Seminoles uh, to to win that rivalry, and, and it's, I think it's going to be closer than the than the odds makers are saying. All right, we're also staying in the in the South here. I don't even know if this one's worth worth even mentioning, although it usually is. Al, the Iron Bowl, Alabama, nine and two, hosting Auburn, five and six. Uh, that game's at two thirty on Saturday on CBS. Alabama is favored by twenty two points. Uh, I'm, I might actually think I might actually say that that's that's under underranked or, or uh, underestimated, except for the fact that it's the Iron Bowl. Well, and, and, and Big Mo, uh, you know, obviously, and we hadn't been able to say this much in in the BCS era or the the college football playoff era since Saban's been there, but they're not eyeing the championship. Uh, but they do have one of those New Year's Six holes probably circled. I mean, they can probably pick which one they want to go to, and they probably be accepted. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think Auburn uh, has any fight left. I mean, you, you fired your coach, you're in a coaching search, uh, you, you have nothing to play for except pride at this point. And I don't think pride's enough against Bama. Uh, I, I think, I think Bama beats them, and they, they beat them handily. I, I totally agree. Uh, Georgia. Speaking of, of high-ranking teams in the in the bowl, these uh, or the, uh, the playoff era, uh, Georgia, defending national champions, uh, take on Georgia Tech, who's five and six. Of course, Georgia Tech coming off that big win against thirteenth-ranked North Carolina on the road. They have uh, that game's at eleven o'clock on ESPN on Saturday, eleven o'clock Central. Uh, they have Georgia favored by 35 and a half over a team that just went on the road and beat the number 13 team in the country and didn't allow a single point in the second half. That's a crazy, uh, ridiculous line. Uh, I don't don't foresee the Yellow Jackets going down like that in a rivalry game. Uh, But I also don't see them reaching in their magician's hat and pulling out a win the 
game. I don't think they win it by more by that big a line. That's just, I mean, that's crazy. That almost makes my eyes pop out of my head. Uh, and, you know, I think my ears bleeding from even hearing that. So, uh, <laughs> but, so you, you would advise our listeners, if, if you got a dollar, you put it put it down on Georgia Tech to cover that 35 and a half, huh? If you, if you find a place that'll take a nickel, I mean, you, you try to make every, you try to squeeze everything you can out of that line because, I just, I mean, if they if they beat Georgia Tech like that, there's probably not anybody going to stop Georgia from from hoisting that championship trophy again. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I mean, I know LSU will have something for them next week. I know we'll get a chance to discuss that, but the Georgia defense is for real, and uh, teams are just have a hard time stopping them. I mean, are scoring on them. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Georgia Tech would. Definitely, uh, those, those points are good with the Yellow Jackets, I would say. Well, now I would point out that Georgia Tech got beat by Ole Miss this year at home 42 to nothing. You remember that score. So they're capable of laying an egg. They, but, they are. Uh, I, I agree. I, 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 I hadn't lost sight of that. But Georgia's, Georgia's in a place right now they're not scoring a whole lot of points. With, they don't have to. And I think this is a game that they don't have to score a lot of points. They're just going yeah. to shut down what Georgia Tech wants to do. If they score 17, they'll be fine. If they score 30, they'll be fine. But I just don't see them beating them by 35 or more. Now, speaking of re- reaching into the magician's hat, uh, South Carolina goes to Clemson into Death Valley, South Carolina, now 7-4, and four, and looking to, to put together an eight-win season in the SEC that – not a lot of people saw it coming. And that win, that Arkansas win over South Carolina just looks better and better with, with each passing week. But, uh, you know, as, as an Arkansas fan, we should be rooting for South Carolina to, you know, to, to, to do this, to knock them off. But, but Clemson is also going to pass into a playoff, and I just don't think that they're in a position where they're going to overlook South Carolina in this rivalry game. And, and I, I think Clemson handles business and, uh, the way things work, they they're, they're probably still going to fall a little short of the playoff. So, so uh, but but I I don't think that, I don't think the Gamecocks can can, can get that one done. Uh, definitely like All right. to, to be. that game's it's on Saturday at eleven o'clock uh, Central on ABC. Uh, moving on to the uh, the Big Twelve here, we have Texas number twenty three Texas taking on Baylor. And uh, uh, that's basically been their replacement game from the legendary A&M-Texas rivalry that they have for years and years. Uh, but Baylor's no slouch. They're 6-5 and five this year. But those that's 6-5. and five. I mean, last, last week they basically had TCU beat except for the last play of the game. And uh, they're a strong team. Uh, they've got Texas favored by 8.5 at home. Baylor's unranked. That's 11 o'clock in the morning on Friday, so it'll actually get kicked off right before the Arkansas and NC State games. Who you like in that one, Jackson? I think I think, I think that game could go a lot like the the TCU and Baylor game. I, I don't I don't foresee either team really getting away with some ten point win uh, in in the matchup. However, though Texas is is running the ball extremely well right now. Uh, I know they're a future SEC uh, uh, 
like them to handle business against Baylor. Uh, I know we don't root for Texas in any sport, and I'm not by any means rooting for them. I just think they're going to beat Baylor. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we like these SEC versus non-SEC matchups, and so we might have to get used to Texas, you know, kind of, kind of wanting them to win to help the conference. And uh, so, I, I, I like the I like the Longhorns in that matchup. All right. And in uh, another battle here uh, that may help decide the outcome of the, uh, or basically who plays in the Big 12 championship, Kansas at Kansas State, 6-5 and five Kansas at number 12, Kansas State. They've got Kansas State favored by 11 and a half. The Jayhawks have any magic left in them. Obviously, they've already punched their bowl ticket, but... Uh, a, seven, uh, a winning season would be something to really be proud of for the for Kansas. Well, you know, and I, I think there's probably a lot of Kansas fans that have uh, you know traded in the cleats for the for the sneakers and they're they're uh, screaming rock chalk Jayhawk and all of that and uh, and <laughs> I think they should this week because uh, I don't think that you know I don't think they have much of a. Uh, matchup with Kansas State. I, I think Kansas State is, uh, is a very good team. I think they're much better than their preseason talk was. And, and I think that they're probably going to beat up on the Jayhawks pretty good this weekend. I like I like the Wildcats. All right. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the undefeated and fourth-ranked TCU Horn Frogs. And uh, they will be hosting the cellar-dwelling Iowa State Cyclones. We know that you are quite partial to the Cyclones action. Uh, does Iowa State, they've been eliminated from bowl contention, but do they have one last surprise in them? Uh, well, you know, normally you go to a cellar to get away from a Cyclone. So, having a Cyclone <laughs> cellar with you is that's probably not an ideal thing, but... Uh... TCUs, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago, they're on a mission. And they're also on the college football playoff. And, you know, in all the tough jobs you can have, Big Mo, I don't, I wouldn't want to be on this playoff committee trying to decide what four teams are going to play for the championship. Because this is just, it's crazy the, the quality of the teams that, that are in that top five or six. And yeah. uh, I hardly ever go for, you know, against Iowa State, but. Uh, you know, we wanted to see the TCU's for real, and I think they are. They they've uh, blown some teams out, and they had their share game last week. So I think they're they're poised for this one, and I, I think they'll they'll handle business. All right, that game's on Fox on Saturday at three o'clock. Uh, speaking of four and seven teams, and staying in the state of Texas, we have the Texas A&M Aggies at four and seven hosting the. Now fifth-ranked LSU Tigers at nine and two, uh, LSU is favored on the road in College Station by ten points. Uh, There's no like, regardless of the twelfth man, they can have a fourteenth man, a seventeenth man. It doesn't matter. LSU is going to go into A&M. They're going to handle business. Uh, LSU's had their scare game. You you mentioned it earlier. They escaped against Arkansas. They know they didn't play Arkansas's best team that day. And they don't have any room for error. You were playing for a 
chance to be in the college football playoff. It seems like we're a broken record right now, but all these teams have a chance to play for college football's biggest prize. And LSU can't afford to blink. They have to beat A&M, then they have to win against Georgia to make the playoffs. So everything's in front of them. And if, if, they're, if they really got the eye of the Tigers, they're going to they're gonna seize that moment. They're going to take care of business against A&M. And then, as, as our ball coach would say, they're going to roll the ball out there against Georgia and see what happens. So I, like, <laughs> I definitely like LSU, and I like them big. I mean, all the talk about firing Jimbo Fisher that's going on. I mean, my goodness. Uh, I'd be screaming to get fired. You're going to pay me $86 million to fire me. Fire me. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm ready. Come, come on with it. Ask me. You know, and I mean, it's just craziness. <laughs> what, what happens is if you're not happy with the coach, well, let's just fire him. You know, we don't care how much we got to pay him to leave. And you're going to pay me $86 million not to coach football. What else do I got to do to get fired? I need to throw a chair out the window. I mean, what, what do I got to do? You know, so, uh, yeah, LSU, LSU wins and they win big. Okay. Uh, what? That's, that's, to me, that's a bold call because, um, uh, yeah, Texas A&M is four and seven, but man, and I hate I hate the fact that Arkansas is one of those losses on there. But they oh. do like they did beat us, and uh, they yeah. beat Miami too, and they played Alabama to to within four points in Tuscaloosa. They only lost that they lost that game twenty four to twenty. They played Ole Miss to three points, thirty one to twenty eight. They were within a touchdown of South Carolina on the road, who turns out they're not too bad of a team either. Um, I, I, I would, I'm interested to see. I, I also uh, see your point that Jimbo Fisher is almost begging to be out the door um, because he, he's, he's getting his money no matter what. And I think that's a very bad situation that Texas A&M's got itself into. Horrible situation. But, they got yeah, into. but at the same time, I saw – well, LSU came out with in Arkansas, and uh, you know they're a team that can be sluggish on the road. And you know A and M is this senior day at A and M. Good point. Very, very valid points. Uh, I, I mean, I, know, I think LSU, LSU wins this game, but two different views. <laughs> yeah, I, I think LSU wins this game, but um, I, I think if. A&M was 5-6, and six, and they had to win this game to make a bowl, I think LSU would be in trouble. I think the fact that A&M's season is going to be over no matter what and that uh, shirtless guys are running relay races in their upper deck now, uh, on, that's the highlight of their, of their, of their football games. Um, I, I think that – I'm not kidding. Uh, there's, there's a video of – they had a five-man relay in the upper deck. These five shirtless guys, uh, college students had uh, the entire upper deck sections themselves where there was no one else sitting, and they were running a relay back and forth during the Massachusetts game. But uh, So I, I do think LSU walks away with this. But um, what they've been reduced to in college station. I mean, yeah, that's what they've been reduced to. But, again, I'm, I'm not confident enough that I would lay money on it because – it would not shock me, especially given what we saw from South Carolina last week, if if Texas A&M didn't just come out and just click, you know, and say, screw it, we got nothing to lose, let's just let it rip. Nothing should shock me. 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 N
Shockers in the SEC. It's called the best conference in America for a reason. But I just, I mean, you just, you made my point, Big Mo. And it was a joke right now. They're, they're a joke. They're <laughs> one of the laughing stocks of the conference. Vanderbilt has a better record than they do. Well, now speaking of Vanderbilt, that's that's our last SEC matchup with that's Toulon over there, five and six Vanderbilt. Now we have the opposite situation here. Vanderbilt needs this win at home against number ten Tennessee to make it to a bowl. They need this win, and Tennessee, obviously coming off of a big disappointment on the road last uh, week against South Carolina. I feel like there's no question Tennessee has been eliminated from the playoff discussion. And, and so quarterback. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. They they lost their, their all world beating quarterback to season end and ACO injury. So, that's right. Oh uh, very good point. Very good point. It was yeah, added injury to insult. Yeah. As you did in the circle at the beginning of the season, but Vanderbilt's playing really well. Gotta give kudos to Vanderbilt for the way they've been playing. I mean, they went on that long SEC losing streak. Now they've strung, strung together a couple wins. But Tennessee just just better be watchful uh, this weekend. I'm not gonna say that Vanderbilt's gonna beat Tennessee, but uh, Tennessee is Tennessee's ruling. They got their butt schooled. They lost their quarterback. Uh, so you know, don't be surprised. Uh, Speaking, Speaking of, of surprises, surprises, should we be surprised if the number 15 Fighting Irish go into U- no, the number six uh, USC Trojans house this week? The game's at 6.30 on Saturday, 6.30 uh, Central Time on ABC. And uh, and come away with a W, Jackson. Uh, I mean, this is one of those rivalries that nothing would surprise me. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those rivalries where one team can blow the other one out, and then uh, the next year the other one can blow the other one out. Then one year it comes down to a safety or uh, a field goal on the last play. Uh, USC is, is another team that is eyeing that trophy in the playoffs. I mean, they got to have some things happen, but uh, I just – I don't think that Notre Dame is in the right position at this juncture to go and beat USC. You know, Notre Dame's had a great year. I don't want to take anything away from them. Uh, but I just think that USC has a, a will to win, and that's what carried them against UCLA last week. Yep. Just a will to win, a, a, a will to just pull away. They just seem to pull away, and, you know, the only – only team that got them was Utah in a, in a very good game, which, I mean, I still think was probably one of the games of the year in, in, in football. Uh, up there with, you know, Alabama and Tennessee. And, you know, there's, there's been several good games. But uh, I, I just think USC uh, does enough to, uh, to to thwart any any upset that the, the luck of the Irish would bring with them. I, uh, I have to agree. I, I think – Lincoln Riley has really turned around USC's program in one year. You see the difference of his departure has made for Oklahoma this year. Um, even though Oklahoma did uh, pull off a, a nice game uh, last week uh, against o- Oklahoma State. 
which I, right. I th- yeah, think we should was, mention. Um, that was kind of shocking. show that maybe they're on the rebound, too. Maybe but, uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. I don't think Notre Dame can get it done here. USC is just stacked with talent, has a lot of optimism for the future, and frankly, uh, they're right there in the thick of the college football discussion. And this would, uh, a win over a top 15 team like Notre Dame would be a nice little feather in their cap as they uh, make their way into that committee room in the upcoming weeks. Yes, sir, absolutely. So, uh, now staying out west, we, uh, we have another game here between, uh, I guess, the Apple Bowl. We got number 13, Washington, going to unranked but 7-4 and four Washington State, which has actually surprised people. They have Washington favored on the road by just two points, but they're basically calling this uh, to be almost a toss-up. Uh, any thoughts on that game, Jackson? You know, I mean, uh, sneaky. Washington, Washington is sneaky. I didn't. I, I guess I just missed that they climbed that far up the rankings. Uh, you know, and normally if you see a Washington State team with seven wins, they're they're in the top twenty-five. So that's that's kind of shocking too that they're they're not ranked. Uh, you know, towards the bottom of the poll. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know, this is one of those games that definitely is a toss-up. Uh, you know, and. I don't know much about how Washington State season went, but I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Huskies. I, I'm, I'm gonna say the Huskies win. I, I didn't realize they were ranked that high. They're, they've got to be ranked that high for a reason, and, and and just based on that, that's what I'm gonna take in this game. Uh, I can't disagree with you there. I, I will say Washington State's played a lot of teams tough. They they got a big win in Wisconsin, which is always a shocker for. A, a Pac-12 team, and then they came up just short against Utah by four points, and they came up just short against Oregon by three points. So Washington State is definitely a team that can match up with people. This being a big rivalry game, uh, I would not be surprised at all if Washington State were were to win this game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't disagree with that. It's like we said, a a toss-up. I mean, it could really go either way. Now, uh, let's stay stay out west would probably, uh, I mean, other than, I guess, the big the biggest matchup between Pac-12 teams that will be happening this week, uh, 2.30 Central Time on, uh, on Saturday on ABC, the ninth-ranked Oregon Ducks, 9-2, travel to the 21st-ranked Oregon State Beavers, who are 8-3. And uh, I can tell you that as far as Pac-12 rivalries go, this one here is probably as intense as they come, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would. I would definitely say this one is is definitely uh, a, a bitter rival, uh, bitter rivalry. And, and you know, uh, I was I was wrong, so wrong about Oregon State last week. I mean, they just absolutely blasted Arizona State, and. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, it just goes to show you don't piss off a beaver. I'm going to take Oregon State at home. <laughs> uh, you know, if you line a, you know, we're we're both avid hunters, and, and if you line a, a a duck up against a beaver, I'm going to take that beaver <laughs> every day. That beaver's fixing to 
beaches, absolutely, you know, uh, the belt's not going to have any feathers left. Let's just put it nicely. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to actually go with the uh, – no, I mean, to me that would be an upset, even Oregon State playing at home, uh, knocking off a, a very much uh, higher-ranked team than they are. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Oregon State. I like it. I, I do think they do have Oregon favored by three points, but I think Oregon State takes special pleasure. There's there's a few teams out there that are, are within the same state as another team, but what are they that one team who's lower ranked just enjoys spoiling that larger team on a regular basis. And Oregon State is, you know, all things considered, probably a, a notch down. On the on the totem pole in Oregon in most sports, but I think they take particular pleasure in spoiling Oregon's party at every turn. Uh, and uh, I'm not, I don't I don't see them letting this opportunity go by. What's that trophy they play for, Big Mo? I actually don't know. I, I need. To, <laughs> I, I wish I. We'll have to do some research on that, but I'm sure they're playing for something. But um. Bucket is it? I mean, I know somebody played over a, a old wooden bucket, and you know, there's there's a lot of weird trophies that they play for, uh, you know, uh, and you know, I don't I don't know what it is either, but uh, you know, I, I think the, the platypus trophy. So it's it's playing for the uh, platypus trophy in a in a beaver family. So it just makes sense that that the uh, that, that the Oregon beaver Oregon State beavers will get the job done. So yeah, I, I, I definitely I'm 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 secure in that pick. I like it. And Oregon State uh, has won it. And uh, they won it in 2016 and and 2020. So uh, both those years they they played at home. They they haven't taken it from Oregon on their whole home field, but they have def- at least defended their own home field two of the last three times. So again, an eight and three Oregon State team that's ranked. You know, I don't think they're going to let Oregon come into their house. I, I think that's there's, there's too much on the line. Uh, this is one of those times where they're really going to have to seize the moment and, um, and and get it done. So I'm 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 definitely believing the Beavers pull that one out. Uh, number fourteen, Utah on the road against uh, one in ten Colorado. That's that's a laugher. Uh, number 22, UFC, UCF is on the road against 1-10 South Florida, another laugher. Won't even give you the times for those games because I can tell you the outcome right now. And uh, I guess all we have left, Jackson, is, is the game that everyone wants, wants to know about. And that's going to happen 11 o'clock on Black Friday on ABC we got number 19, Tulane, going to number 24, Cincinnati. And we know that the committee is going to be watching this game closely. <laughs> but no, but seriously, these are good teams. They're, they're both 9-2. and two. And Cincinnati was in the playoff last year, by the way. They're, they're very good. Uh, I, I think, you know, as a Razorback fan, you know, we, we want Cincinnati to you know, just be world beaters because that yeah. win over them just continues to look good for us. Wow. Uh, and I, I think I called on the podcast last week that Tulane was going to win, and they did. 
convinced you, you called it. And I, I just top twenty. I can't I can't go for him again though. Uh, Tulane is now the best of 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 all of my home state team and my two alma maters. The Tulane who, who would have thought went back back in in September when I had both the Razorbacks and the Wolfpack both ranked in the top fifteen together. Who would have thought that by the end of the year my Tulane Green Wave would be the highest ranked football team on my uh, on my roster of teams? I don't normally change opinion. <laughs> Obviously, as a Razorback fan, we want Cincinnati to win, but I'm gonna have to ride this Green Wave for one more week. Hey, ride it! There's room on this wave for for everybody who wants to ride. Believe me, there's plenty of room. Let me get Tulane. Let me ride the green wave one more week. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. And, uh, I mean, there's no telling who, where I, I – I mean, whoever wins this game is going to be 10-2. They're going to end up playing in a uh, – obviously for the uh, Conference USA Championship, chance to get to 11-2. and you have an eleven and two record. And you're the conference champion. I think you're looking probably at a pretty strong bowl. Uh, I mean, you, you might even find yourself in a New Year's Six. Uh, I mean, right. Tulane may be playing a home game in the Sugar Bowl if they don't watch out. Now, I, I don't quote me on that because I'm not sure if the Sugar Bowl is part of the uh, playoff this year or not. But uh, they very well be uh, playing there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm going to have to ride the green wave one more week. Tulane might actually play themselves out of a of a nice trip and, and some plane and hotel tickets. And, and you know, <laughs> I think, I think you've, you've, you went all around it, uh, but you did say earlier this is your favorite week for, for football. And, you know, it's just a great week overall. Uh, yes, it is. A time to, to pause and reflect and be thankful and, this podcast has went way too long today without uh, wishing everybody in the listening audience out there and, and wishing my good friend Big Mo and his his beloved family just a very happy Thanksgiving. And, Amen uh, to that. And happy Thanksgiving just, to you too, you too Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, don't, don't lose sight of that in, in all the, the football and the mumbo-jumbo that we talk. Uh, if you have a family out there to spend time with, I encourage you. Go out of your way if you have to, to, to be with them this week. And if you can't do anything else, call them, you know. And so uh, just, to, just to throw that out there, uh, what, what a great week it is, especially as a sports fan. I mean, it's just it's just awesome. And I say it every week on this cast uh, to, to get to, to sit down for a little while and discuss sports, something that I love with, with, a, with a great friend. And I couldn't ask for more. I couldn't have said it better, Jackson. And I hope all our listeners out there have very safe travels uh, wherever you are for Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, enjoy some good old turkey and gravy and, and cranberry sauce or whatever whatever you're serving, wherever you are. And uh, just be thankful for all we have in this country and getting to enjoy the sports we do, the freedoms we have. Uh, it's, it's just a wonderful time of year. So Definitely. Uh, Amen to that. And, and speaking of traveling, you know, I just got to throw a tidbit in here. You know, uh, the, our beloved Razorbacks have been in Maui, and they'll be traveling back uh, regardless of what happens tonight. 
because the announcers have to be in Columbia for the football game on Friday afternoon. So, I mean, they're doing some awesome traveling with the basketball team. You know, they've already been to Italy. Now they're in Maui. Uh, you know, they have some other good trips this year. And But, you know, just, just not quite ready to flip that switch over to basketball with my whole heart. I agree. I agree. But, hey, I, I have been watching. I do have a lot to say when the time comes. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, if I've ever been pleased in a Razorback loss, I was pleased with the effort against Creighton last night. Because yes. we could have had our doors blown off, and we didn't. And we're playing without one of our best players, and we still should have won the game. So, yeah. uh, there, I mean, the future is, I mean, if you're a Razorback fan and you don't see the brightness of the future between hog basketball, hog football, and, and don't even, I mean, hog baseball, I mean, it's way too early to even think about even speaking on that. But Amen <laughs> Horn's at it again, fans. He is at it freaking again. And that's all I'm going to say. That's a spoiler for 15 or 20 episodes in the future. But that's, he is at it that's again. a teaser, folks. He is at it the next again. episode. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's at it again. And uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you, my friend. And, you know, for anybody out there listening, tell your friends to uh, come join us, uh, you know, because we don't script anything. We're, we just tell it like it is. And if we're wrong, we'll say we're wrong. Uh, but we like being right, too. So, uh, yep. Big Mo, always a pleasure, man, and uh, I look forward to the next one. Always a pleasure. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and uh, we'll catch you next time.